0: Hey there and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Monday, September 11th, 2023. And today is our 209th devotional. And today we're looking at the character Moses. What a character to look at. Uh, This is a man that was drawn out of the water. So um, we'll start off with uh, Exodus chapter 2, verse 10. It says this, and the child grew and his And she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son and she called his name Moses and said, because I drew him out of the water. So what's going on here and what do we make of Moses? Well, we could probably take about a week, maybe even a month or a year to study the life of Moses, uh, just depending on how deep you wanted to go into it. But um, most people have heard about him, uh, but I'm afraid that a lot of people don't study him anymore. And so hopefully this will give you, uh, just a, um, an appetite maybe to get into the book of Exodus and study out the life of Moses. Um, but his, his life is broken up into three parts. Um, and there are 40 year periods in his life. The first 40 years, uh, well, we see that Uh, starting off, his mom at at his birth, she realized he was, there was a lot of potential with this child. Uh, She realized he was a good child. And uh, she saw that even before he was uh, able to speak or do anything. And I think that's indicative of mothers. They just see the potential in their children. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a God-given thing for them. They see how how much their children could do if they would only apply themselves. So um, because of the decree of Pharaoh to kill, to cast all the male children into the river, um, you know she decides to take an ingen- ingen- uh, ingenious way to do that. She makes a little boat for him and then puts him in it and puts him in the river, puts him in among the flags. Uh, and knowing that, Uh, Pharaoh's daughter comes down and bathes sometimes. So uh, it just, it's tactical the way that she did this. And long and short of it, we'll look at this a little bit more in the next few days. But um, Moses becomes the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And because of that, he grows up in the uh, palace. He learns uh, how to read, how to write. He understands law diplomacy. Uh, He has a privileged upbringing. But because he realizes uh, that God is going to use him to free his people, uh, the children of Israel, the Israelites, um, he kind of takes things matters into his own hands and kills an Egyptian which leads to the second part of his life where he is running and hiding from Pharaoh. He finds a well uh, out in the desert. He helps water some uh sheep and finds uh finds a a group of young ladies that need their sheep watered uh reminds me a little bit of Jacob and watering uh Laban's sheep and finding his wife there so there's some similarities there but he marries uh Jethro's daughter and uh is kind of obscure for 40 years uh and, and it's interesting to me that Um, there's nothing written about him for these 40 years, just kind of drops off the map. But um, at the end of these, this 40 years, God appears to him, which starts the next part of his life. Uh, God meets with him, tells him that you're going to go lead my people out of Egypt. I've heard their cry. Um, And here's a job for you to do. And Moses first response is, um, sounds good Lord, but find somebody else to do it. Um, that's very much like most people nowadays is, uh, God, I want you to do something, but I want you to find somebody else to do it. Um, and God does not let up with him on this. He says, go and (laughs) you're going to go and you're going to leave my people out. And here are the signs that are, I am going to do And Moses says, well, I'm uh, a man of slow speech and a slow tongue. And yeah, right. Look at the writings from Moses. He he wasn't, he, he was like most Baptist preachers. He could go on all day long. So um, that being said, uh, God did send Aaron, his brother with him. And we'll look at Aaron later on as well. But um, here Moses meets Pharaoh um, and they had the covenant. Uh, uh, confrontation there, uh, God warring against Pharaoh, and that's where we get the 10 plagues from. We won't go through all of the 10 plagues, that's something maybe we'll study later, but the last plague is uh, the Passover, where the uh, the death angel goes through, kills all the firstborn of the land, but because the Israelites were warned, they sprinkled blood on their posts, they were eating the lamb, uh, God spared them. And then Pharaoh thrust them out. And that's uh, that's where we get um, Passover from and, and the Lord's Supper. And it was a precursor. Uh, it, it was a, a picture of what Christ would do for, for us all. And that each house, each family, each individual needed to be covered by the blood. So um, very good picture right there with Passover. Uh, as we continue on, though... He, he moves into the desert, they go through the Red Sea, and, and then they get to uh, Mount Sinai where he gets the Ten Commandments. Uh, we should all know the Ten Commandments. One of the greatest gifts that God gave to us as human beings was the Ten Commandments. Uh, yes, Jesus is the greatest gift, but the Ten Commandments, really, they teach us how to live with each other. They teach us how to live with God they teach us what God expects from us. They teach us that we can't live up to that and that we need something more than just the Ten Commandments. But it teaches us that that God is just, holy, and righteous, and that we have violated his law. I mean, just think of the last command, thou shalt not covet. And how many of us covet things? So, you know, when when we stop and think we haven't broken God's law and You know, we're pretty good with God. Remember, we have broken probably all of the Ten Commandments. Um, Think of the uh, number five, honor your father and mother. How many of us at some point in our lives dishonored our parents? Uh, Just what a wonderful, wonderful gift God gave to us in the Ten Commandments. Moses goes on from there, though, and leads the children of Israel for 40 years in the desert because... They refused to go into the land the first time. Uh, And he's patient with them. He is long-suffering with them. He pleads to God on their behalf several times. And then at the end of his life, uh, Moses strikes the rock and causes water to come out. He had done that once before at Sinai. And then later on, he strikes the rock again in anger. And yes, his, his sister had died. Yes, they were going through some tough times, but he was not supposed to strike the rock. And because of that, God told him, you can't go into the land because you didn't glorify me at that water of strife. So uh, as we look at his life, what can we learn from Moses? What can we learn from his life? I know we've gone through this very quickly, but uh, there are so many things that you can learn from him. The first thing, though, that I, I think that Uh, You can pick out from this is that we can see that God can use anybody, even a murderer. Uh, Moses here is that person that um, I know the the Jewish people would say uh, and and the Muslims would say Moses was greater than anybody else. Um, No, he was a man just like all of us. And yes, uh, God spoke with him. And yes, he had a special connection with God, but he was a man. Um, and he was a sinful man, and God still was able to use him. And if God could use Moses, somebody that murdered someone, uh, could he not use us if we would be willing to submit to him and surrender to him? Uh, I think of the verse, Romans chapter 8, verse 29, it says this, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestine to be conformed into the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren um when when god has control of your life when he is leading you um it, it says whom he did foreknow he also did predestine uh he has made a way for us to be made into the image of his son uh that's anybody um, he looked ahead and he saw there are people that will repent there are people that will turn, and whom he did foreknow, he saw if you would repent or not. He also did predestined. He made that way, so that way is Christ dying on the cross and making a way for you. So um, that's the first thing that I see here, is that God can use anybody. Um, if you're his child, you're predestined to become like Christ. The second thing, we can also see how God can take even the biggest of mistakes and use them uh, for his honor and glory. You think of um, Moses uh, killing a person and being driven out into the wilderness. And, but God was still able to use him and think of all the character that might've been built in in Moses's life by watching sheep. I think of the verse uh, Romans chapter eight, verse 28, it says this, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose. So God can take even our mistakes and use them for his honor and glory. The last thing that I want us to think about, though, is finally, um, we should see that as good as any person is, the most important thing for them is glorifying God. That's what Moses got punished for, and he wasn't allowed to go into the promised land. Because he didn't glorify God. Um, are we glorifying God in our day, uh, day-to-day activities? Or are we um, just thinking about making it through the day and forgetting about him sometimes? We need to be very careful about that. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Coming short of the glory of God is the greatest sin that we commit when we don't honor him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. So keep that in mind as you go through this day and through this week and work at glorifying God. He can He can receive glory through anybody as long as we are willing to be used of him and, and submitting and yielding ourselves to him. So I hope that's a help to you and an encouragement. And until the next time, Auf Wiedersehen.